baby, baby, baby. Welcome back to A Hundred Steps to Drag, the podcast where I sit down with your favorite drag artists and ask them how they started and where they want to go. Happy Pride Month. We're still in full force in Pride Month. Keep on weaponizing that queerness. Keep being unapologetically you, honey. Happy, happy Pride Month. And today's episode, oh my God, it's so special because it's about a topic that, I mean, it's it's very prominent, which is the drag fandom. And it's quite interesting. And my guest today has a lot of experience with that. She is not only a drag queen, but also a songwriter, Twitter personality. Please give it up for the Drag Doll Co. Hello, it's me, Drag Doll. Oh my God. How are you, Gorge? Oh, you know me. I'm just being a messy bitch here in Los Angeles, having a great Pride Month. I was just that Janet Jackson's concert last night in Irvine. So I'm recovering from that. You know, I, I like to drink. I like to smoke a little. So Saturdays are for recovering. I uh, I feel you. And I don't know how old are you, but I'm over 30 now. So my hungovers last for like two days now. It's horrible. Horrible. Yes, I'm in my 20s. And although I can't reveal much about myself, I'll try to reveal as much as I can. And I just wanted to say thank you so much, Natasha, for allowing me to come on your podcast and just be a messy bitch with you. I'm, I'm a big fan of the pod. I listen to every episode. And I just think you're a fucking fabulous, fabulous queen. Oh, thank you so much. My heart is melting. I really appreciate it, girl. And of course, I, I've seen your Twitter and I'm like, this is hilarious and we need to make it happen on the pod so thank you for for doing this i know that you know you you prefer to keep your personality anonymous which is fine so again i appreciate your time being here but before we dive in i want to talk about hangovers do you have any like remedy for hangovers i think that for me is it's gonna sound basic as hell but like a good cup of noodles and a coca-cola oh my god <laughs> that really like takes me back oh, goodness but like what about you what, what do you what do you do when you're hungover i love to just stay in when i'm hungover I, i'm not the type of girl that like is out partying with a hangover i can't but one remedy that i usually go to is pizza and water i thought it sounds like a weird combo but i just i love pizza and i try to stay away from drinking sodas at the moment you know she's trying to lose some weight she's trying to get snatched into the corset that no longer fits so she's doing all the appropriate steps to get back into that corset i love it and i love pizza too and like pizza and coca-cola i mean like i said coca-cola is my remedy to go when i'm hungover yes i'm a dr pepper guy so I had to leave the doctor behind. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. But now let's dive a little bit more into you. I want to know, like, how did you discover drag? What was like, you know, your first memory of like seeing it? Was it like on a movie or on a show or through Drag Race? Like, how was that? It was definitely through movies because I grew up in a very Christian conservative home and I'm Mexican myself. So I, my parents are very homophobic, anti-gay. So growing up in a household like that, I was only exposed to it in like funny movies and such. And it wasn't until I was a more of a young adult that I ran into Drag Race. And the first season I ever watched was season six. And I just fell in love with it. I, I, I had to start watching every season and I fell in love with the drag and I got bit by the drag <laughs> bug. So I actually started doing drag myself around 2017. And I'm a bedroom queen. 
queen in a sense that I just beat my mug in my bedroom and I have gone out to West Hollywood and I have gone out to like Club 340 in Pomona and in drag, but I don't have that much experience performing. I just have more of the experience with designing and with makeup. I see. I like the drag bug. This is the first time that ever, anyone has mentioned the drag bug. And I'm like, oh, she got bit by the drag bug, honey. Oh, yes, honey. She caught the drag virus is what they call it. Yes. No, but that's so fun. I feel like I have a similar experience. The first time that I ever like saw a drag queen was like in this movie by John Waters. It's called Polyester. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. And listen, if you're going to stay in, in your hungover tonight, I recommend it. It's very campy. Divine is on it, of course. And she's playing like this suburban housewife and it's super, super campy. Like, oh my God, it's so fun. But I was like maybe like 11 and me and my sister were watching it and I was like, because if I like really like does her makeup like really passable on the movie and I was like, is that a man or a woman? Is that a boy or a girl? Oh my gosh. And I don't think my sister intended to like explain it so well, but she was like, he's an actor. So like he's dressing up as a woman, but like after that, like he's going to change and he's going to like live his life as a man. I was like, um, okay. And I moved on. (laughs) But I don't think like she intended to like explain it so well. I'm like, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's such a great explanation for drag, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that's beautiful. And I definitely will watch it later tonight. Watch it. Oh my God. I I think I might watch it too. I have to stone some stuff. So I'll get into it. I have to get stoned later, so I'll watch it then. I recommend that. You're going to like it a lot more. Anywho, (laughs) back to the drag. So you said you're like a bedroom queen. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's so many ways to do drag nowadays. It's not just like, you know, doing the clubs and everything. Obviously, that helps. And that's how a lot of us do it. But I think there's like a lot of value in just like staying in, especially in like areas where like or like queer people, you know, are not as safe in like a city. You know what I'm saying? Like smaller towns. I think that is just as valid. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you really should perfect your craft at home before you step out looking crazy, to say the least. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm currently at the moment where I, I run Drag Doll Co. And I just post a bunch of funny tweets and stupid tweets. I, I just try, honestly, I created it because I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to have a source where I can just voice my opinion about Drag Race because it is my favorite show. And I watch every season, even if I don't speak the language I, I watched that season and I cannot believe that this month Drag Race Mexico is premiering and I'm so gagged to the point where I said I need to start a podcast and I'm going to start a podcast reviewing all the episodes of Drag Race Mexico and I hope it goes well for me and I really hope to have you as a guest on there. I would love to be a guest on your podcast because I'm so so very hyped about Drag Race Mexico and like all the queens that are going to be there. Some of them are from La Mas Draga and I'm like oh my god I already know what they can bring. So I'm super excited. I love Love, love, love a drag race and like a drag race content. I watched like an hour of the actual drag race and then like maybe eight hours of other drag race adjacent content like the pit stop and reviews and the Roscoe's viewing party. And like my whole week I spent it just watching like reviews of that episode. It's crazy. Yes, same here. Oh my gosh. I I, I think drag just brings so many people joy and the comedy that comes with it. Just, you know, it lifts them up. And I think it's really, really important because we live in such a dark world that comedy really is the answer 
makes her two feel better sometimes. That is a very beautiful statement. We live in like such dark times, especially now with like the laws that are passing with all the hatred towards our community that Drag Race for a lot of us, it's like, oh, just like this moment to like forget and unplug about all that and just like enjoy the moment, enjoy the drama, enjoy the, the, the campiness of it all. Yes, 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 yes. I live. What is your favorite season? It has to be Valentina's season nine. I watch that religiously and All Stars 4 because Monet and Valentina are two of my favorites. I just, I love that they competed against each other and Monet chose to send Valentina home. I'll never forgive her for that, but I still love her. I love Valentina too. I remember when she like, when I first saw her on my TV, I was like obsessed because I don't think that before her, there was like any like, Mexican queen that would like represent her culture as much as she did. So I was so excited. I was like, this is a, the tea, mama. The tea. So good. Yes. Yes. And just the fact that she's lawless. I mean, please. She's everything. And then her elimination on season nine had us gagging so. And like, it was just, it was perfect for her to go back on All Stars 4 and redeem herself and show these bitches that she is a goddess and she can do everything. And I've actually met Val a couple of times times she's a total sweetheart and she's so funny and i remember the first time i met her i was just like fangirling and she like she's like oh my gosh you're sm uh, what did she say you have beautiful teeth and i was like oh my god thank you so much and like she complimented me and i basically just melted into a puddle and then i posed for a photo and left and the fact that if you meet your you know one of your fucking idols and you're and they compliment you it just kind of you know you, it rings in your ears even after you leave that day it sticks with you and it, it really meant a lot to me because she didn't have to compliment me and she didn't have to be that kind and that funny, but she is. And that's why I admire Valentina so much. And her being a host on Drag Race Mexico, just, oh my gosh, she, I can't even tell you how stoked I am for this premiere already. So perfect. Like the perfect casting, honestly. Her and Lolita, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I actually got to meet Lolita at this past DragCon. Yes, I, I did too. I went to her uh, little booth at the Wild Prince Presents booth. She had a meet and greet there for like an hour and I went straight there. I was like, oh my God, I need to meet her. And I, I kept asking her questions about Drag Race Mexico. And she's like, I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. And yeah, I was just, I was just there for a couple minutes talking to her. She's so gorgeous. Like, ugh. A goddess, a goddess. She's also super kind. The way I met her, like she was walking past my booth and um, my husband asked to ask her for like a little video. And she was like, yeah, of course. And she's like, bring the lid over here, stand over there, like such a professional. I'm like, oh, this is like a director mama. Ooh. I know. And then like afterwards, I was like, oh, like I'm so excited for Drag Race Mexico, etc." And she's like, thank you. And she told me, do you have any powder? Like, you know, like face powder? And I was like, yeah, do you want some? And she said, no, just powder your nose a little bit. You're just a little bit glossy and i'm like <laughs> i mean i appreciated that because at that point like neither my husband nor like my sisters that were helping me with the booth told me anything and like you said she didn't have to say it and she didn't say it like in a bad way you know she just said it like powder your nose like that's it like you know we all get glossy especially in like long days like drag con so i was like that is kind i appreciated that that's a real sis right oh my gosh i love that story like that's something you'll never forget that she was real for that she didn't just look at it and then look away 
day, she was like, I'm, I want to help you. And that's beautiful. Exactly. That is so beautiful. I know. Oh, I know. I, I cannot wait. Again, I cannot wait for Drag Race Mexico. It premieres June 22nd. Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Soon you will be, though. And we'll be competing against each other. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I, I'm not even going to know because I don't know you. <laughs> I know. I will I will reveal myself eventually, girl. I, I don't plan on hiding for very long. I'll say that. Oh, I was going to ask you, who are you rooting for on this season of Drag Race Mexico just based off the Meet the Queen? Ooh, just based off the Meet the Queens, I want to say Pixie Pixie. Like, wow. Wowed me. I didn't know a lot about her before the Meet the Queens, so I was like, this cost costume is everything. Mm -hmm. Matraca was also great. I feel like she's going to be like the narrator. That she's going to be like the confessional queen. Obviously Galavaro. <laughs> Regardless of whatever the drama is with her or whatever. Uh-huh. Obviously Regina Boche. I also met her and she's also very very kind. Yes. So I think that's my top 3 right there before the season starts, before anything. Mm -hmm. That's my top 3. Word. What about you? If I had to choose a top three, I would say Matraca because she is so flawless. Oh my goodness. I, I have a huge crush on Matraca. And like her promo look, I'm like, bitch, are you serious? Like, you look incredible. And then I would also say Margaret Iya. I really, really love her. She's funny as hell. And she's just really funny camp. I don't give a fuck type of vibe. And I live for those types of queens. And then for my third... I would also have to say Pixie. Pixie. I think her drag is very gaggy. Her looks are very conceptual and she knows fine art. She knows high couture and she's gonna fucking bring the looks this season and I'm I'm stoked. Stoked. Me yes, too. Yes. Um and you know what's gaggy is I was just like showing showing some love to Pixie's uh Twitter and she followed me on Twitter and I was freaking the fuck out. And I think it's because my cover photo on Twitter was one of her pictures and she must have seen it and been like oh a stan follow i love immediately follow <laughs> a lot of queens follow your twitter girl that's that's a good like a milestone <laughs> most notably i got followed by gia gun and i was just like i didn't know what to do with myself i was like before i tweet anything now i'm like what would Gia like, you know? <laughs> Latina más Latina. <laughs> and she's also from season nine, my favorite seasons. So, yeah. And Laganja follows me, too. I love Laganja. Laganja is amazing. Season six is one of my favorite seasons as well. I Honestly, I find it hard to choose between nine and six because six was the first season that I ever watched. And it's just, it's ingrained in my memory forever. And then season nine is just Valentina season where she, she did a great job, in my opinion. But yes. No, she did amazing. Iconic. Like she really had what it takes to go all the way. If she knew the words to Greedy, then it would have been over. <laughs> yes. Although those, the rose petals by Sasha, I think that's, that, that would have been her, her demise, you know, Ooh, anybody's, yes. anybody's like, come on. There's no way to compete with that. No, yeah, that was definitely Sasha's lip sync. She gagged the girl. All of us. She gagged America, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So going yes. back to, to your Twitter, I know that you sometimes like retweet stuff and like, you know, and support and etc. What has been like the most iconic moment for you on, on the Twitter multiverse? Well, um, one time I got to attend RuPaul getting interviewed by The Late Show like with James Corden. And um, RuPaul tweeted about how he was going to be there tonight. And then I commented on RuPaul's tweet. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for the chocolate bar. Like you, you look stunning in that emerald suit. And I'm just 
so excited for season 14. And RuPaul retweeted Dragdoll. And that's the only time I've ever been retweeted by RuPaul. But yes, if you go back to worst season 14 premiered, it was like December you'll see that he, he retweeted my tweet just complimenting the stunning emerald suit they were in and that I said thank you for the chocolate bar because everyone in the audience was there that was there got a chocolate bar that is iconic iconic honey oh my god the one and only RuPaul I am gagging yes I love Ru uh, she, she means so much to me just all the joy she's brought so many gay people by producing drag race and she's just so funny and so unhinged and that's the type of people i like to be around it's just funny crazy messy bitches no same i love that she's just like having fun have you ever seen uh been to a finale taping yes i've been to a couple i was just at the season 15 finale where i saw you and your husband um i i was there too and i'm like oh my god my favorite parts of like rue is like when the cameras are not rolling and she's just like having a blast and she's just like <laughs> and like you know just saying the most like like stupid stuff like she spoke spanish at some point i'm like yes like this is i love watching her like that yes oh my gosh yeah she's so fucking funny and then i remember at the season 15 finale she was like saying hello to everybody that she kept noticing and the the producers were like all right we got to get back to filming and rue was like oh hi you oh hey you Oh, hey! Oh, hey! And then the producers were like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. And like, come yeah. on, girl, we gotta wrap like this up. We're already running behind. I was loving it. Oh, my God. I know. I love seeing her live. Mm -hmm. How did you like the finale? Who were you rooting for for that season, for season 15? I was rooting for Mistress. And on, I'll be honest, I, I, was up, I was there and I thought Mistress and Sasha should have lip synced for the crown. That's just my opinion. And, and you know, I'm in a very opinionated bitch. So, but yeah, just seeing all four of them perform, I was like, oh, Mistress, is, Mistress made it. Like she, she had one of the better performances. So when Mistress got cut, I was like, oh, and you know me, I'm always rooting for the Mexicana in the bunch. Exactly. No, I was gagged too because, I mean, being there live, you could tell that the audience was just living for Mistress. So I was like, oh my God. Like, it, to me, it was clear that it was Sasha and Mistress um, because Anitra, I mean, we love her. We stand her, but she got a little bit in her head after the little mishap, the little accident. So I was like, yeah, that might cost her the, the top two. Yes. But you know what? Yeah. Do you remember that moment when, when that dancer fell and Anitra just kept dancing in front of them? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this bitch is about to do a backflip and step on this person on the floor. And then it wasn't until they cut the music that she stopped dancing. But I was like, there was like a good five seconds where the guy's on the floor and she's dancing right in front of him. And I was like, oof, you better not step on him in those heels. I know. I'll uh, puncture a bitch. It took her a minute to like realize what was going on. And in her head, it was just like, okay, this didn't go as expected. Let's move on. But yeah. Yes. You know, everyone was sad that the dancer was down. Um, there was like about an hour where the judges were up there asking the audience pet questions and it was just so fun because I actually went up there to you know kiki with the judges real quick and it's so funny when the spotlight hit me I was like oh my god <laughs> I started sweating balls like uh, you're like what do I do now I wanted to go yeah I was like it was funny I had a question and then as soon as the spotlight hit me and the four judges are looking at me my question went out the window <laughs> 
I wanted to go, but like before getting in there, we took a little eddy. <laughs> and then by then it was like, it was like a full on hitting. So I was like, if I go, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. But I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask the judges, if RuPaul decides to retire, what Drag Race alumni would you choose to become the main host? It would be nice to know what they think, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone answers that question, but let's, I wanted to know what the judges think. Yeah, what, you know, they, they work there. Like, who do they want to work with? Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be like the best fit to replace Miss Paul if she decides to retire? I would either have to say Monet Exchange or Valentina because those are my two faves. You're biased, bitch. <laughs> yes, yes. What about you? Who do you think would be a grand replacement? I mean, watching the pit stop now, like, you know, this season, I want to say Bianca. She's doing a great job hosting. Also, I am biased because she's my favorite winner. Oh, yes. But also Jinx Monsoon would be very funny. Bob the Drag Queen would be very funny. Alaska would be amazing. She loves Drag Race, so I think she would pour her heart into it. There's a lot of great options, honestly. No, yeah, definitely. They all would do a great job, but it just, I basically, it goes down to who, who do you like the most, you know? Who, whose opinion do you respect the most? Hold up, Husband Hundred's about to go to work. You want to say hi? Hi, La Grupa. Oh my gosh. Thank, I've been messaging Luis on Twitter, and we've just been kikiing about what we think about all the all the madness and that argument I got in with Jota Carajota and Macarena. We were just like... Yeah, I, I told Raul you have to ask about this paint scandal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm not giving any of those clowns any more of my attention just kidding no you can ask me whatever you want to ask me now i think that's a perfect segue to ask about this drama with jota Caracota. what happened like i saw some tweets but i was like i want to hear from you like what what happened what happened was that i was there on DragCon on the first day it was friday and when i met jota she just wasn't very nice, didn't seem like she wanted to talk to me. And it was just in very awkward situation. But in the back of my head, I was like, well, I still need to support her. You know, like she's from Drag Race España, one of my favorite franchises of Drag Race. So she basically said, oh, I'm only taking cash and I didn't have any cash on me. So I was like, oh, OK, so I'll go back the next day. I'll come back tomorrow and I'll, I'll buy something. And then the Saturday that I went, she was the exact same way. She just didn't want to feel like talking. And I'm a very talkative person. And I wanted, you know, to have like a kiki with her about what she thought about certain things. And she just was very much like either buy something or like get out of my face type of vibe. And I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. So I ended up buying this like $20 photo. And she told me like, oh, if you want a photo with me, it's $40. So sorry, you can't take a photo with me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to meet you. And I went on my way. And then the day after DragCon, I tweeted this joke saying that Hota was charging $40 for a meet and greet. So I said, and then I attached the video of Mistress uh, going, oh, well, you have a great night, as will I. And that was just the joke. And people started getting upset with me saying like, oh, how who are you to say how much a queen can charge this and that? And I'm like, it's a joke. It's a joke, like, get over it. And then people started commenting saying, what? Me and my boyfriend were charged $80 for a meet and greet. Or I was, she was charging me $60 for a photo. This other girl commented saying, that's really weird because Jota only charged me and my friend $20 for a photo. So the whole, 
issue stemmed from her charging different people different prices and then she ended up commenting saying depends on the fan so i took an issue with that saying well what are you judging your your decision on like that sounds like discrimination to me that was the end of that and then macarena wanted to step in and tell me that i shouldn't you know be judgmental because she's from spain she doesn't speak english and i was like bitch i was talking to her in spanish like what are you fuck talking about i just basically told macarena like no one's talking to you blackface and her fans just went rabid and they started messaging me a bunch of shit like don't talk to her like that oh my gosh who are you and i was getting messages telling me to just like end my life and people just being really crazy about it and i was like girl it's not that serious like you shouldn't be telling somebody that and i was just not a, i'm not a fan of macarena so i just didn't really like that she was stepping into my issue with kota and just trying to tell me how i should act basically so that was the whole thing and i pissed off some of the drag race espana girls so i was like it is what it is and i don't regret anything i'm, I'm a very opinionated person and i'm gonna speak my mind and if I think that you charging somebody $20 for a photo and then charging another couple $80 for a photo, if I think that's wrong, then I think that's wrong and I'm going to stand on it. That is basically where the argument was, but I was just kind of taken aback about how her fans were like messaging me like really horrible stuff and even Macarena was like tweeting stuff about how she would hop on a plane and tell people off if they don't leave her alone or something like that. And I was like, you're kind of inciting your fans to, you know, attack whoever is against your beliefs and yeah that was basically it i wish hota and macarena the best and I, i have no ill feelings towards them it was just an argument and i'm over it to be honest that is wild uh, there's a lot to unpack here because i mean i think that for a lot of queens charging like 40 bucks it's pretty standard especially if they're not from the us right if they're like you know local or whatever like i feel like 40 maybe a little bit pricey i mean whatever anybody can charge whatever they want but like i think the issue here for me is like you said right like why are you charging some people 20 40 80 etc when it should be like a standard you know like because it goes back to what you said like what are you judging the prize that you put to that meet and greet or to that picture or whatever like it's crazy yeah. that is wild i'm sorry that you had to go through that girl no, not at all it happened and it just blew up larger than what i expected it and i was just not feeling macarena so i took a jab at her and i told her like no one's talking to you blackface and it was just because if you watch episode one Kelly Roller says, you know, people are going to accuse her of blackface because of her different skin tone that she present she's presenting on season three compared to season one. Yeah, I definitely don't agree with people charging different prices depending on the fan, according to Hota. I think that's bullshit. And it's just, it's not right in my book. And I've gone to DragCon like five different years and I've never heard of somebody charging that much of a drastic different price. And I just don't think it's right because what if you you what if you're a big fan of hers and you go to meet her and she's a total biatch and she's charging you $60 for a photo that's not cute and if you compare it to some of the girls that were having like free meet and greets like Maddie Morphosis you can meet her for free and other girls there like I was just like girl like if you're gonna be charging $40 which $40 is nothing to raise your nose at that's still a good amount of money you know 
it's like yeah. if you're gonna be charging that much at least try and be nice to people at least try and smile or like look them in the eye when you're talking to them compare my meeting every time i've met valentina compared to my one time or two times meeting Hota, like it was just night and day and she needs to learn how to interact with fans and how to treat people kindly one last thing i will say is i kept getting messages from people saying like oh i met her too and she was a total bitch to me and my friend and she didn't want to talk to us and i'm like well i hope next drag con she goes to she learns how to interact with people and she learns how to be a little nice even if she doesn't want to be there just put a little more humility in your behavior girl and that's the thing because doing drag is like working at disneyland you have to like put on a face put on a show especially if you are at a place like DragCon, where people spend so much money one to go inside the convention two sometimes people are out of towners right so they fly in they drive in and they want to meet their idols their queens because that's what you are to them right you are there somebody they've seen on tv somebody they've been wanting to meet and like so at that point you have to swallow anything you have to swallow if your feet hurt if you're tired if you're running on four hours of sleep because to me at least in my opinion you have to give them like the best experience you can and girl they're paying you 40 dollars they're giving you their hard-earned money to like have that experience with you <laughs> and at the end of the day i think bianca del rio said it like they're paying our bills basically you know so at least try to like you know like you said you'd be a little more talkative i don't know if she's a, like a people person or whatever but i've seen it also with other queens that you can just tell that they're like over it and they're like whatever mm -hmm. like this past dragon too like it was closing time we were just like walking outside and a lot of the queens were like getting out of their boots or whatever and we saw malaysia it was like oh hi malaysia we just like waved and we're like you know like saying hi to her and she said she was like not into it oh. she was just like mm. and i mean it was a long day i I get it but i'm like girl at the end of the, of the day like you know it's it's your job this is what you signed up for right because you leave there with like a really bad impression of the person and sometimes you tweet something and people start telling you stories about how they feel as well and any future queen or queen that's already been on drag race learns from this and girl put a smile on your face uh, try and act like you like being there and don't be charging people different prices like that are very drastic in price it's weird like i was a fan of hota before that experience and afterwards i'm like i'm never visiting that bitch's booth again it happens yeah and it, it's life and you know you're not gonna vibe with everybody but you know if like a lot of people are telling you the same story then there must be something there mm -hmm. and i didn't post screenshots of people's messages because they were like yeah like just keep this between you and i and when i tell you i must have gotten like 12 different messages because that tweet blew up people were like like i said people were messaging me like hateful messages and it happened i'll i'll be nicer next year i mean yeah you know, we all just should be nicer you know like especially queens that are working their booth are drag con like be nice to your fans again they're spending so much money to go see you like Come on. But besides that, I, I had a great time. DragCon is always so much fun for me. I love it. Me too. It's always a blast. It's always a party. Is this like the first Twitter scandal that you are involved or have you had any other like major like, oh, like clapbacks or not clapbacks, but like like moments where the fandom is like uh, coming at you for like no apparent reason or for like something that is like insignificant as a joke? Yes. One time I tweeted an opinion about how I thought this queen should have won the lip sync. And then people just are like, oh my God, like, how are you basing that opinion on that? And people just lose it. But I'm like, girl, it's my opinion. Like, 
just you know either agree with me or like move on you don't have to hate on it but I, sometimes it's just saying like oh I, I think this and people freak the fuck out on you and i think it's hilarious you know but other twitter scandals that i can think of off the top of my head i can't <laughs> no it's funny because like with opinions it's like people forget that it's an opinion they will vary from like one person to another person to another person and it's like girl like get over it like it's not that deep it's not that deep like come on i think that one time i think i, I probably saw this story on the podcast before but like i posted a video of like grabbing money and it was a stitch to detox like coming out just starting her number and somebody tries to give her money right off the bat and i was just stitching that saying like yeah sometimes like we want to leave the performers perform a little bit before we try to tip them etc nothing like not don't tip her or nothing and all the gays were like wilding against me they're like well this is our money like if we want to give it to her or i'm like girl like i don't i don't care what you do with your money like this is just a, a stitch is this is tiktok like move on right like you disagree a little bit with somebody and suddenly they just want to attack you i started drag doll to spread positivity and try and you know spread love and promote the show and just have a place where people can discuss their opinions but sometimes people just get crazy and you gotta block a bitch you gotta block a bitch <laughs> have you been blocked by any uh drag race alumni yeah trinity the tuck blocked me she devil by night you mean yes that one yes 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 the one making her own fan pages but i also got blocked by cynthia lee fontaine after her and georges went at it no not cuckoo <laughs> <laughs> yes who else i don't know just nobody too relevant in my opinion but like i said i have definitely learned my lesson and i'm gonna start you know being more positive and not being as much of a messy bitch on drag doll like because you know at the end of the day we are gay people and we need to stick together we're lgbtq community that needs to love on each other instead of turn on each other that is really nice i love that i love that i'm saying we do have to stick together i was blocked by candy muse and i recently found out about this on tiktok Ooh. What? And I don't know why. I mean, I do know that I speak about Drag Race on like sometimes. I used to do it a lot more like last year and last season. This season, season 15 and like All Stars and all that, I haven't done a, a whole lot. I probably do a lot more when Mexico starts. But like recently I saw a video when like there was somebody like, I guess seeing Candy Muse live and they tagged her on like the comments. And I was like, oh, I never seen Candy's TikTok. And I clicked on it and it was like, user not found. And I'm like, what? And I sent it to my friend i was like can you see that and they're like yep i can see her page and everything and i was like why did she block me i've never even said her name on my page i'm like i'm curious now oh wow that's interesting i'm not sure maybe she, don't, maybe she don't like people talking about drag race or doing drag race <laughs> recaps i mean yeah she must not i think like three days ago she quote retweeted something i tweeted but you said she blocked you on tiktok on tiktok I'm, I'm not very active on twitter i need to get better oh yes that's where what's where i'm mostly at is twitter i love twitter but i need to be more active on tiktok and instagram and i will be once my podcast starts so we we can work on it together girl yes i'll give you a tiktok and instagram tips you'll give me twitter tips we'll, we'll get it we'll get it yes we will we'll help each other out yes like a community like you were saying <laughs> us messy bitches have to stick together yes <laughs> speaking of messy bitches if you could change one thing about the messy drag fandom what would that be i would change hmm 
I'm not sure. I'd have to think about that one. Well, honestly, I, what I what what I would change is people being stupid and sending death threats because that's nothing to fuck around with. Like, if you're over here telling somebody that, that they should end their life or that you're gonna do it for you know you're gonna kill them, like that's bonkers. And I think one thing I would change is laws where if you're sending somebody death threats and they trace it back to you, you can face a fucking you know you can face jail time or a hefty fee because people are doing that and it's really making the rue girls like scared to go out and perform or scared to do certain events and yeah it's really really fucking crazy anybody sending death threats or telling people they should end their life you need to readjust your priorities and go see a therapist honey it is wild and i like that idea of like changing the laws to you know track back these people because i mean from what i know i i'm not like a computer girly by any means but i don't think that's that hard i think there's something called like an ip address i don't know i'm not an engineer if there's any engineers listening please correct me but i think they can track it back to you with the ip address so i think it should it's not that hard and like you're right you know it makes a lot of girls like scared of like even like going out of town like performing somewhere else especially in times like this where you can buy a weapon at walmart yes oh my god it's crazy it is very crazy but what would be one thing you would change from the fandom Ooh, i would change the i would invite them like to see at like their local shows because a lot of them are drag race fans and not necessarily fans of drag so they limit their consumption of drag to like drag race and what they see on the show and they immediately assume that that's how drag is how the drag community is and it's so different and i'm including myself because when i just started doing drag i thought that all the queens were gonna be bitchy and competitive like i saw on the show and it's truly the opposite it's truly like you know very welcoming it's everyone that i met for the most part is super sweet so just like have them invite them to go to like a local show to see the drag in their communities yes definitely i i fully agree with that because you can't just be a drag race fan you have to be a fan of drag because that's where it all started you know and that's another reason why i wanted to start drag doll is so i can shine a light on local drag queens and i can also retweet event posters to get the word out for an event and yeah like it's rue girls aren't the be all end all of drag you know yes they made it on a show but they were at one point a local drag queen as well exactly people forget that and i oh every time i'm hosting a viewing party and the runway is over i tell the audience uh did you like the runway yes no well if you didn't like it you have to tip your local girls so that money trickles down into the runway we're not gonna be able to buy nice shit if you don't give us money so it's like that's always a cute joke <laughs> get a couple of dollars from that <laughs> yes no definitely yeah if you didn't like it tip her if you liked it tip yes. her more if you don't ever want to see her again give me a 50 or her name on it <laughs> Yes, it's so important to tip. Every time I go to a drag show, I always make sure to bring ones and fives. And if I really like her, a 20. For special occasions, <laughs> Penny. Yes. One time I tipped Monet a 20 and it was so funny. She held it up to the light and she put it under her wig. I think I've seen videos of her doing that. I'd be like, oh, oh shit, this is a 20. I love it. She just tucks the 20 under her wig. Uh, she's like, I'm not going to risk it. Someone's going to snatch it. Yep. Yep. I've actually met Monet so many times that every time I meet her I'm like hi I'm 
and then I say my name and then she's like, bitch, I know who the fuck you are. She's like, every time I'm in California, you come and visit me. I'm like, yes, I have to. I was like that with James Mansfield. When she was fresh off her season, I was, I became obsessed with her. So when she did her like California tour in like Hamburg and Mary's, Long Beach, WeHo, Mickey's, Ontario, I went to all of her shows. Yes, she did the same three numbers on each of them and I saw them all and I enjoyed them all. <laughs> But now we're good friends. Like now we follow each other on Instagram. When I see her like at DragCon or at the finale, she's always like, oh, you again. Like, oh my God. I love, love James. Yes, she's so fierce. Wait, but now I know I candy blocked you because you're a James Mansfield stan. Mm, maybe she knew something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's like, I'm not going to risk this F word, you yeah, know, talking smack yeah. about me, being messy. Like, no block damn she did you before you even realized it you know what we're onto something here we're onto something <laughs> i'm glad i helped you realize why she blocked this is better than therapy <laughs> i know we we talked through it we talked through it i love it but yeah i know james mansfield is really funny and like her youtube videos of her styling wigs has helped me tremendously because I used to go out there with some ratty wigs, honey. Just flat or ratty. But shake I learned... and go, shake and go. <laughs> Not even shake, just go. <laughs> but yeah, I think James is phenomenal. And I was really, honestly, I was really sad to see her get eliminated. Um, because I wanted her to go all the way. I wanted her to, to show more. Me too. But I think she stands a really good chance of like winning the fame games. Because on her YouTube, she's like, posting how she comes up with the looks everything she's doing like instagram reels so i think she she might be our fame games queen yes you and i just have to vote for her enough times we'll, we'll rally together to get her to win yeah we'll schedule some meetings and be like okay we have an hour and 30 minutes to submit <laughs> as many votes i'll just be at work voting <laughs> same same Oh my goodness. Well, Dual, we have entered the session of the podcast that I like to call the Drag Tip of the Week. Oh, come on, vocals. Come on, singing. Yeah, I'm a singer. I'm a singer too, girl. She is a talented, honey. I love it. I love it. Miss Drag Doll, if you could give away one piece of advice for new drag entertainers, what would that be? It would be to not take yourself so seriously. Like, I think a lot of drag queens are just, you know, focused on looking stunning, looking incredible, flawless, head to toe. But I sometimes just prefer a queen that, you know, doesn't take things so seriously and can laugh at themselves or crack a joke and, you know, lighten the mood because you want to be around a drag queen that's a fun time gal, not somebody that, you know, not looking you in the eye and being a bitch. So my tip would be to not take yourself so seriously and try and make people laugh. Try and make this time enjoyable while we're here. I think it's a great tip because especially now in the drag race era, I feel like a lot of queens that grew up with drag race are very focused on like looking stunning and serving looks and being like a supermodel. But the essence of drag or at least a part of it is what you just said, right? Like it make people have a good time and lighten up the mood in these venues and these queer spaces. So don't forget about that. That is very important. It's not only looking stunning, but also, you know, it's about the people. It's about the Patreons. Yes, definitely. Like you said, Bianca Del Rio said that your fans pay your bills and why why treat them like trash? Why, why be standoffish when you could just 
you know, introduce yourself, be a nice person, like make a new friend. Literally. And they will follow you for a long time. And they will make that connection. Like you'll win, like not only like a fan, but like a friend. And that's really, really valuable. Yes, yes, definitely. And I'm, I really, really appreciate you interviewing me because I love your podcast and I'm a big fan. And I love going to see you live, girl. I've seen you a couple times girl. over here in the OC. Oh my God. I need to, I'll know who you are eventually. I'm like, Rubil yourself. <laughs> Look, curtain and everything. <laughs> Oh yes, and I, I'm so excited to make my drag debut. I'm no, I know I'm gonna have a lot of um, haters to start off, but you know they're not talking about. It. That means that you made it. That means that you made it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, speaking of your drag debut, what is next for you? What are some of your goals for drag? Maybe like within the next year, and what would be your ultimate goal of a drag of what you want to do? What's coming next is me reviewing Drag Race episodes and like becoming a YouTube video because I want to review them like in drag. I don't want to just for it to be a podcast. So that's coming and I'm planning on doing it for Drag Race season 16. So I'm going to make a full production. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have a little studio set and also just releasing music as a drag artist, something that I've always really wanted to do. And I love creating like electronic music. I love R&B music. I love pop. So just any way I can, you know, show my art, I'm, I'm really excited to do so. And I feel like my dream gig or what did you say? My dream in drag. Yeah, your like, dream goal in drag. Like the, the, when you achieve it, you're like, girl, this is it. Like I made it. I would say going on tour, that, that would be a dream of mine. I've always wanted to go on tour and, you know, sing music and connect with fans because for me, music has really, really helped me out of some really dark times. And I would really love to do that for other people through my music. So that that's something that I always dream about and i know i can't accomplish it i just need to put in the work and get get into get it get into it baby i know you can because it's this like a little manifestation moment of the podcast you know just yes. keep it keep your goals on site and they will become true bitch work hard for them yes definitely i fully agree with that and we're gonna accomplish our goals together natasha you and i we got this we got this henny <laughs> Yes. Trust. Trust and believe, Henny. This has been such a fun time. That it went by super quickly. It was such a kiki, my love. Thank you again so much for doing this with me. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. And I hope I don't sound too high um, during this interview. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't expect any less from my guests than not be like in some sort of, you know, mood. <laughs> yes. It has been such a pleasure, Natasha. I'm so excited to hear the podcast and to go see you live again. I need to go see you perform so I can toss some hundreds at you, Hanny. Oh, so you can toss your hundreds. Yes, they'll be fake, but they'll still be hundreds. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. Before we go, remind the people where they can find you on social media. Hey, hookers and streetwalkers. My name is Dragdoll, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Co. And you can also find my YouTube page at just search Dragdoll, and that's where you'll be able to find my podcast and all of the fun videos I'll be uploading because I love going to drag shows and I've always thought I need to upload some of the videos that I've recorded so that people in different countries who don't have access to attend these shows can also see part of what I've been to, you know? I always think about like 
the gay people in the little villages who only have access to YouTube. And it would be fierce for me to upload some of the videos I have on my phone of performances that I've been to. Of course, I'm not going to be uploading the full performance, but, you know, just uploading like maybe a minute or 45 seconds of it so that people can see all the fucking fierce performances that I've been to and I've been privileged to go to. So yeah, check out my YouTube. I'm going to be posting videos there and as well as on Instagram and Twitter. And as soon as Natasha gives me a TikTok tutorial, I'll be on there spreading my love and spreading my legs. As you should. As you should. That's what I do. Spread my love and my legs. Sometimes, sometimes at the same time. <laughs> yes. And then OnlyFans is where you spread the cheeks. Honey. When you clap them cheeks, honey. <laughs> But I love that you want to like post the videos for the people that don't have access to drag shows because not only like in other countries, but even within the U.S., there's a lot of people in very small towns that don't have gay bars or that have a gay bar, but they don't do drag in there, you know? So I think it's a great way to like share it with everybody and just be like, wow, like this is sickening. Yes, yes. And I, I always think about kids in Mexico, like who only have access to YouTube. And if you can contribute to those videos that will help those gay kids and adults feel like they're not alone in this world because that's what I feel is gay people sometimes feel is they feel like the world it's them against the world but we need to be there for each other in a sense where none of us feel alone and none of us feel the need to take our lives or do stupid things because we're not alone we need to you know have each other's backs and love each other and that's one thing I'm going to be doing going forward with Drag Doll is not focusing so much on the negativity and spreading more love and I watched this ep first episode of your podcast and that's what you said you started doing drag for is to spread love and I really really admire that about you and I love that about you thank you so much oh. of course of course we're gonna end this podcast with a wet eye honey and a wet coochie <laughs> <laughs> dripping in tears and dripping in <laughs> well it's been such a pleasure and oh my gosh I'm so nervous to tell you who I am because we We've met a couple times. I'm so intrigued. And you're going to be like, bitch, why didn't you fucking tell me? I interviewed you anonymously. I think I have an idea, but like, I am not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay, girl. You'll just message me. Yeah, after it be like, girl, is it you? <laughs> Did we just talk? <laughs> yes, yes. I will tell you eventually, Natasha. I will die that day. I'll be like, oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it'll be that messy bitch you've met before. I have like a handful of like people. I'm like messy bitches that I met several <laughs> times at these locations. I'm like, okay, I'm like playing like guess who? Oh, I know. I know. Does your messy bitch wear glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've given you some clues and I'll leave you with those. But uh, you'll have to hold your promise and be on my podcast next month. I will do it gladly, baby. Even if it's anonymous, even if I know who you are, I don't care. I'll be there. Sign me the fuck up. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And I hope I gave you a nice interview. I, I did spoke before, so I know I'm going to be a little off my rocker. But I, I love you and you're incredible. Please keep this podcast going because it's helping more people than you know. Thank you, baby. That means a lot, especially because like sometimes like the listens are not always there or like it's a lot of work. Now I do have people that help me edit, but I'm like, it's still like a lot of work to keep it up, uh, given that everything else that I have to do. So I really appreciate that. Like it really means the world. Oh, of course. And you already took the step, the first step to spreading love and you created this podcast and 
you're spreading your incredible drag like you're a fucking goddess in drag and out of drag like you are stunning and you're hilarious and i have no doubt that your future is bright as hell honey you're gonna be a fucking superstar one day you're too kind thank you so much <laughs> i'm telling you all right enough enough kissy kissy Thank you for listening to 100 Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Leave me a review. If you didn't like it, you're probably homophobic. This episode was edited by Chow Panda Productions. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.